0: welcome to the first episode of watching with the beer i'm mark i'm michelle and we're going to start off with our beer we're drinking obviously since we are watching with the beer and then we'll get on to the first episode of season two of the umbrella academy i'm having Windshifts comet tsunami it is a little dank a little fruity it's a damn good new england ipa not too hazy Because I'm not big on the hazy stuff, even though some of them do come off pretty good. I prefer the West Coast-style IPA. Now, we were previously thrown a beer, but eh, the Game of Thrones shit's pretty much done. I mean, is George even going to finish the books? No. And (laughs) so we decided to just kind of go with whatever the fuck we're watching right now. Um, We've been watching various things lately. As we discussed in our last episode, but um, we figured we'd kind of somewhat focus on the Umbrella Academy right now, and work it into the boys, and we'll probably do some of the Expanse in between then, now that we've just finished up season two of that. Um, we're also watching Shits Creek, we're into the third episode of that, and what are you drinking?
1: Crane's um, barrel-aged De Noel.
0: De Noel. Rum barrel-aged of their winter Deno'el. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's basically, and it really does come off. It's a dark, sour ale with plums and spices, but it really tastes like their candied plums have been soaking in the rum. I mean, <laughs> it really is very candied flavor, which is good. I like that.
0: Yeah and most of our beer will probably be somewhat Kansas City area related since that's usually what we go pick up we're trying to do the local thing as much as possible and you know with Windshift which is what I was having um, being fairly close <laughs> we hit them a lot and the brewer Tony is fucking amazing mm-hmm. he doesn't really put out anything bad He's done a hell of a job. Even styles I don't necessarily like are pretty damn good. I mean, right. you've even enjoyed some styles, which totally blew me away that right. you normally do the, not like. The
1: coconut porter is just amazing. Yeah,
0: I, I was totally dumbfounded when you actually liked a porter. I mean, a dark beer, of course, took me long enough to get you to like beer to begin with. But now you've expanded way beyond, the I even expected beyond the sours. But, I mean, that kind of is what happens with, you know, drinking beer. Your taste change. Well, I, I can't always say that because there's those people that drink the same shit night after night for years.
1: Their whole but, lives. I yeah. mean, basically their whole adult well, life.
0: Most of my dad, you know, most of my dad had drank all that time. So, anyway, let's go ahead and we'll discuss a little bit about episode one of season two of The Umbrella Academy. Now, just make sure if you're going to watch this, watch the first season. You know, it ends pretty much with the apocalypse, the end of the world, brought on by the, well, I don't know if you'd call her the eldest sister, but little sister. We'll just go with that. Um, Because she was, yeah, Vanya. She was always kind of put in the background. And that's, you know, as far as all the kids go, you know, they were allowed to go do all these. A different events. Things. Yeah, and like, she wasn't. And she was kept in the dark by her father. Because, um, you well, know, overall she was the most dangerous. Well, the most but powerful. she didn't know it. Right, she didn't yeah. know it, and nobody, nobody else, else did, did. either. Except for her dad and Pogo.
1: Pogo. Um, maybe maybe Grace did, maybe.
0: The mom? Yeah. Or I well, think they it, called mom, she was kind of a robot.
1: She might have known.
0: But, Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure she possibly did. But anyway, ended, the first season ended with her pretty much causing the apocalypse. And number 5 um, i we'll just call him the youngest because, I mean, yeah. he looks the youngest.
1: Well, that's because he's time-traveled all, yeah. you know, for long lengths of time. You he,
0: know. he saves them, takes them back in time where this... Of course, you don't know where they're going at the end of the episode, but this here, at the beginning of this one, you start seeing them drop out of the sky. First is Klaus and Ben, which Klaus is the fucked up, drugged up brother, and then Ben's a ghost that, you know, can turn into a squid monster. I don't know what the fuck that is. Tentacle thing. And, um, anyway, they drop out of the sky in 1960.
1: And why they're together is because Klaus can actually... Yeah,
0: Klaus is the one that can see him.
1: He can converse with the dead. He can do levitation and stuff like that. So, um, that's why they're pretty much together all the time.
0: Yeah, and so it's just kind of weird. They start dropping out of the sky... But for some reason, they're dropping out in different years. I yep, but in don't the know same how the place. hell that happens. They're all in the same place, but different years. So, the next we have Allison dropping out of the sky. And you know she still has the bandage on her throat. She can't talk. Uh, so, she comes out in 61. Right, so, a year later. 60, yeah. And she goes into a diner and the guy behind the counter immediately points at a sign that says whites only. So she's kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, not you used
1: know? to that kind of...
0: Right, because yeah. none of them, you know, at the moment they're dropped, they don't know when, where, or what the fuck's going yeah. on. you know. And then Luther falls out of the sky next, which is the big old brother who's half ape, half human.
1: Yeah, he's the one that was on the moon for...
0: Yeah, in the first season he was moon. on the moon and stuff. But, um, so he drops out of the sky and he's kind of looking around for, yelling for everybody while some homeless guy starts joining in and screaming with him.
1: Yeah, because Luther's, in a way, a big baby, kind of. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's almost like, I don't know, he's younger mentally in a way. But he's
1: supposed to be the old, he's supposed to be the leader. That's why he's number one. Yes. He's also this big guy, but he's kind of. Depend- but He's very dependent, let's just say that.
0: True. And then, let's see, who drops out next? Diego. Diego. Mm-hmm. And he's like the fighting...
1: Knife guy. He's yeah. the knife um, guy. He's a protector.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, he he stands up for people. You know, in the beginning of this, we see him... They say stopping he has a, a hero purse... complex. Yeah. Uh, you know, a purse snatcher. Yeah. And he can just whip out throw a knife and you know it can curve and everything else and so he stops the guy and so he ends up well we'll kind of go through where they all end up before you know when after everything kind of comes together actually because then number five shows up and he shows up and the other ones had shown up at kind of different time frames um, Diego showed up, I think, in like October. Well, maybe he was September of 63. I forgot Vanya showed up, too. Yeah,
1: Vanya had shown Vanya up.
0: Vanya does show up in 63 also, like in October. And they're all showing up in Dallas. Right. And As I said, the same. it's
1: the same alley. It's the exact same Yeah, they all end everything. up
0: in the same alley. It's just kind of weird how they end up in separate years here, mm-hmm. except for the last... Well, it would be the last three that pop out in the same year, just different months. And she wanders in the street, gets hit by a car, and gets kind of knocked out. Yeah. Bangs her head.
1: Yeah, before then, she's already kind of confused because of the gunshot that had gone off close to her head. Right. And being knocked out and shit like that. So she was, it was kind of a double whammy for her.
0: Yeah. And then number five shows up November 25th. I just had to kind of look it up. I couldn't remember the exact date. But this is three days after the assassination of Kennedy. And when he shows up, the Soviets are taken over.
1: Oh, yeah. It's... I mean, it is the end of the world. Right, yeah. Because this this is a
0: different... Obviously, different timeline than what originally happened. But obviously, something happened where Kennedy didn't stop the weapons crisis or anything. And... So, there was a <laughs> war where the Soviets come in, took over, and they nuked. Well, Dallas, Dallas got nuked.
1: Dallas, for sure, because they you all... can't really
0: say it was Soviets necessarily nuked it. I mean, because there were Soviets invading. So, was it the U.S. that nuked it? Yeah. Was it the Soviets that went ahead and nuked it? Uh, who the fuck knows? But it was, I mean, maybe it was Cuba. All on their own who yeah. <laughs> did. Yeah. No, he's, no, he's no for sure. Because um, Hazel from the first season shows up and...
1: He's an old man.
0: Yeah, and he's an old man. And he takes number five back um, ten days before. And says, you now have ten days to, you know, stop another apocalypse, another, technically. Yeah. This is going to be the end of everything again. I mean, so I assume those probably were Soviet weapons. The U.S. probably had sent, you know, nukes to Russia and, and retaliation, right? So, um, now it's up to him to well, correct this. Yeah, yeah well, first got to find, gotta find everybody. Well, and during the one fight, they do show up, right? They're all there, they're all together, fighting. At the end. Yeah, they're all together. Now they all showed up in a separate year, but somehow Mm -hmm. in '63 they are all together. Right, and you know, fighting off the Russians. And yeah, even Vanya. Yeah, there's some crazy scenes in there. Some you know, kind of brutal. One brutal scene.
1: Oh, that was a good scene.
0: Yes, that involved Allison, who actually you know has a secret. Yeah, has yeah (laughs) has a secret, but. when he goes back the 10 days, this is. starts going through what the fuck's going on with their. They start going through what is happening with everybody. You know, you got Diego, who's in a mental institution. Vanya, and after she got hit, the woman takes her in because she has memory loss. Yeah. So she's living with this family. <laughs> um. Allison is now our hairdresser runs a salon
1: and is married
0: married yeah got married in the meantime within the two years that she's been there and her husband is a social rights activist and they're having a meeting and we do get to see a racist fuck you know get his pride hurt oh by a woman that's why I said it's his pride Mm -hmm. you know fucking puke But, you know, I imagine that storyline is going to play out a whole lot more before this is over.
1: Yeah, that'll probably get violent, I would say.
0: And Luther, he's uh, working as a fighter in a strip club. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he's I assume it's kind of like
0: underground fighting within the back of the strip club.
1: Yeah, he's like a bodyguard also, and also drives the car. Yeah. He does it all for this guy.
0: Yeah, whoever, obviously I'd say he owns the strip joint. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and Klaus and Ben went to San Francisco. You don't really see any of that. Mm-mm. And.
1: You just see them on their way back.
0: Yeah, on their way back. Car breaks down, so they stop in this little podunk bar, and shit mm-hmm. goes kind of wrong. You know, and Ben's saying they got to get back to San Francisco because he's got an unfinished business, which nobody knows what the fuck that is. Yeah, because it's Ben's it with another goes. unfinished
1: Business. It's not Klaus. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Klaus.
0: I mean, he looks like he's finished. I mean, he looks like he should have stayed there, the way he's dressed. For some reason that
1: he won't fit in Texas. That's for sure.
0: And we got a dog whining her ass off. And it's (laughs) getting close to bedtime, but it's not there yet for her. But she kind of gets this way. Um, Let's see. I think that kind of covers what's going on with everybody. You know, except for number five. And he notices a setup on top of a building in the alleyway. The alleyway, yeah. And so he runs into a conspiracy theorist who has been catching this every year, mm-hmm. you know, the happenings.
1: Yeah, he's been taking pictures of them so. when they appear in the alley.
0: Right, because he believes in aliens coming and all this other stuff, so... I think um, number five is going to have him kind of helping him out a little bit.
1: Yeah, he at least got some information where yes. Diego was. Yeah, because there so, was
0: an article that he'd saved right. because he knew the guy had come down through there, and he, you know, like you said, he was able to find Diego because of that so that's article. That's start, at least. Being in a mental institute, of course, Diego does end up hooking up with a the girl there to kind of break out. Um, number five ends up in the strip joint and we got Luther finding him but and when number five tells him about the new apocalypse coming he's like, I don't give a shit
1: yeah he doesn't care you know,
0: he's tired of that shit and saving everybody
1: uh, I, yeah because he couldn't find anybody and I think that was he remember right. he's been so dependent I mean well he wasn't when he was on the moon but right. he got used for that situation, and then he's, yeah, he's just a, different than the others. He really needs the others. I he's, think more well, than they need he's him. He's the muscle.
0: Yeah. You know, but yeah, he's been looking for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Allison kind of had a thing before, and yeah. So when he, when they get together, who knows what the hell's going to happen there when he finds out about her being married and yeah everything else. So, um, I think, you know, that's kind of the gist of it. We don't want to like said, get into too many spoilers, but it, you know, you really, you definitely, you got to watch season one because... Yeah. It you got to understand where these characters are coming from, you right. know, who they are.
1: And what their real abilities really are because they're not necessarily exactly what you see. You know, like Klaus, you're just like... You know, his personality is so, you know, flamboyant.
0: But his personality, even in the first season, was very sixties. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he he is the epitome of a hippie. Yeah, drug and, addict, and right, and know, so stuff like that. But his
1: but his real abilities are are kind of clouded a bit by because he's he can't use his abilities if he's not sober.
0: Yeah. And well Unless even when sober. he uses his abilities and is talking with his with Ben, people don't know cuz they can't see Ben. And they don't believe it. Right. Then yeah, they he, don't believe they don't him believe most it. of the time.
1: They think he's full of shit.
0: Yeah. And there and there's a great bowling alley scene. I mean there's several great scenes. I mean and like I said, we do get new characters with Allison's husband. Obviously, he's going to play probably a major role. This family that Vanya's with, um, these three new hunters that are after them. Yeah, I'm assume the corporation or whatever had the sent time, them. Or like the, is the, the, the time. Like the. The time hero. Yeah, basically. that's <laughs> yeah from DC Legends. Yeah, um, it's kind of
1: the same thing in a way.
0: Yeah. So, these these guys could play out as interesting characters. They haven't said a word, though, have they? No, I don't think they no, speak. No, I don't think they... <laughs> well, at least anything. they haven't spoken. I
1: don't think they've had anything to say. No. They and just if they have... Pull it's out the guns, gun.
0: and yeah, yeah. And they let that do the talking for them.
1: Well, I don't think they're anything... I don't think they're brains. I think they're just the guns. Yeah. There's, they're hunters.
0: Yeah. And they are after him. Kind of reminds you of, um, in a way, the Saint of Killers. Except for, you know, I mean, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Or the, and you know, from that's from Preacher, and then, but first you had the two angels coming after Preacher. Right. So, but they weren't really using weapons. And they, you know, then the Saint of Killers comes, and. Kind of get a vibe of, you know, similar shit from these guys. Yeah, they'll
1: mow... Well, you think you think that they would mow anyone and everyone down in their path, but you notice at the end they don't.
0: Right, they're not necessarily doing that unless, you know, it's a threat or something. Right,
1: whereas the other one would mow anybody down in his path. That's true, he pretty on much did. Yeah, but on this one, they, I think their main goal is, you know... Um, the Siblings, but if anybody gets in their way, sure, yeah. But I think that just to mindlessly blow everybody to bits, I don't really think that no, that's you what don't. they're because they could have done that at that last scene, yeah. They and they, they could don't have done do
0: that, that a few times, and they, yeah, they don't, they just so. you know let the average Joe go,
1: yeah,
0: as necessary, which is so.
1: weird because a typical one wouldn't do that, they would just kill, yeah,
0: everybody. And, you know, you're they in my way, goodbye.
1: Yeah. Especially if they're trying to cause the end of the world. Why, why do they care? <laughs> right,
0: yeah. They I mean, want to bring upon the apocalypse. Yeah. So, I mean, does that make them religious freaks? <laughs> if they're going to try to bring on the apocalypse? I mean... It's all kind Mike Pence wants the apocalypse come because He thinks he's going to go off to heaven. But... Ooh. Yeah,
1: so... I mean, it's been... Um, interesting for him to try to f- see if he can find the rest. I mean, he's got to... I don't know how he's going to be able to find the rest of the siblings. Which one? Uh, five. Oh, five. Unless yeah, he... Well, he'll
0: find them. I mean, they're all in Dallas, obviously. Right. And so it shouldn't be too hard.
1: Dallas is big.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> Dallas is big. I mean, I'm sure, it's still big back then, but... Oh, yeah. You know, she she's running a salon her husband's a right. social justice activist so you know I mean he's gonna show up somewhere and they'll see her
1: and, right you know, they're gonna because recognize she's just as big a part of it I think as he is so. Everybody, somewhere well there are, something's gonna happen with the the guy that owns the property across the streets oh yeah. yeah oh yeah there's gonna be a lot involved in the with
0: butt. yeah the, the racist shit mhm that's gonna take its toll, so but speaking of so we'll just I'll just talk a little bit about the blackest beautiful those bears that I've had lately, um like I mentioned on the last podcast there's you know, the previous podcast I should call it um I think there's something like twelve hundred some breweries across the world doing this. Um, It came from Weathered Souls out of San Antonio. Marcus there, the brewer, he decided he wanted to do something along the Black Lives Matter um, movement. And so he created a kind of a base stout for everybody to work off of. And so proceeds from these beers, from all these breweries, is going into various social Justice causes, and you know probably more localized in each area than anything else um thinks so. how a lot of' them are doing it i've so far I've had three different variations or versions of it um the first one I had was from windshift, of course, you know, our favorite over there Tony added some blackberries and molasses to his, very fucking excellent. Um, I think they still got it on tap. Then um, in Blue Springs also, there's East 40. And their version, I had it on Nitro. Eh, it wasn't... It was average. It wasn't anything great. I gave it a 3.75, or the other one I gave 4.5. And, and it was just kind of somewhat plain. Oh, okay, there's... Only 1,089 breweries, not quite 1,200 yet, in all 50 states and 20 countries. I knew it was all over the world. And, um, and obviously, if you watched anything on the news during all this was happening, there were so many other countries also having protests against police brutality. But anyway, back to the beer. The third version I had, we went and picked up yesterday from Crane Brewing out in Raytown... They've been mainly known for sours, but they've done other stuff and I've had a few decent <laughs> things from them besides the sours. Their anniversary style is pretty good, but um this one here is just pretty much they went with the base recipe. Now generally I think a lot of these are running like six, six and a half percent on the base. The cranes was eight percent. Fucking fantastic. That's fucking ten. Well, if it's an Imperial, it would yeah, be 10. Would yeah, that's an Imperial stout. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, Crane's was an 8%. I, I want to say the one I had at um, East 40, it was only 6.5 or something. But, um, yeah, the Crane one, you know, it was just a good stout. Got that deep, dark chocolate notes and then um, some roastiness on it. Very, very good. So I also gave that one four and a half. And we talked to Nigel, who works at a couple of the breweries, and he has a great podcast, Well, especially if you're in the Kansas City area, because that's mainly what he discusses, you know, breweries and stuff in our area. But on his, as he calls it, Act 9, um, he had Marcus from Weathered Souls on there, and it was... You know, if you want more information on that, that's a great place to go. Nigel's a great guy, and um, his podcast's really good. And like I said, it's going to be... you got to probably be in the Kansas City area, or if you know the area, you know, it's KC beer-centric. And that was a really good episode. then he had... This last week, he had one of our other kind of drinking buddies that we see often, Scott Kranz on there. He's a... Um, well, he's a, what is it, a, well, he's not a professional, but um, an astronomer. He loves the stars.
1: Just just tell him he's an astrologer. <laughs> astrologer, yeah. He loves, he, 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 loves he loves that. that one. Yeah. But,
0: you know, he was on there, it was, it was another great episode, but, um, yeah, the information that Marcus gave on the background of this beer and everything was really good there. So Nigel told us another brewery out in Summit that we frequent, Diametric, has got their version coming out in about a week. And so I'll hit that one up and there's gonna be a few others in the area that I know of that I'll try to hit up, try to get a bit from every one of them that I can. Except for maybe the one that Nigel told us about the um, the other day. Forgot which brewery exactly it was, but he said there's a little thin and mm, yeah. it was just the base beer, but it was kind of thin. Unlike the cranes, which had really good thick mouth fill. So anyway, we will probably go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, take care of all that and we'll discuss season or episode two next maybe go over a few other things besides whatever beer we're having so i'm mark i'm michelle and i can be reached at, on untapped at mconnor 666 and she is MC Vampire, or email at we're just sticking with the old email thrown a beer at gmail.com so until episode two we are out